Colossians 3, 15. Colossians 3, 15. When you got to say amen, you don't say, hold up. All right. It says this, let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to what? Come on, say it with me. Come on, say it one more time. Come on, say it again. And be thankful. Come on, I'm going to read it one more time. Let the peace of Christ rule in your hearts. Since as members of one body, you were called to peace. And be thankful. Amen. If you're taking notes today, I would love for you to title this message, or this first uh, part of the series on peace is, What is Peace? What is peace? Lord, I thank you right now for the Word of God. I thank you that it's sharper than any two-edged sword. Thank you that every ear in here is open and receptive to hear your word. They didn't come to hear a word from man. Lord, they've come to hear a word from you. So, Lord, right now, I ask that you would speak through me to the hearts of your people. Lord, let every person leave changed. Let no one leave the same. In Jesus' name. And everybody said, amen. Amen. Thank you so much, Brad. You know, here we are in the middle of Christmas. And how, how many of y'all know that Christmas is a crazy time, right? You, you got all kinds of, I was talking to Brad uh, 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 Tittle just, just before, and he's like, man, it's Christmas party after Christmas party after Christmas party. Come on. Sometimes it seems like you don't have a night off. You just want to go. Like my wife was telling me the other day, she goes, you know what? I just want a night at home. I don't want to have to go anywhere. I don't want to have to do anything. I just like to just kind of sit around, just chill out and relax. Anybody can relax? to that. The truth is, is that here we are, we're in the middle of Christmas, and, and we all talk about peace. Come on, we, we talk about peace uh, all the time. It's, uh, it's one of those things, we sing songs about peace, uh, it, it's in our Christmas carols, we, we write cards, come on, we send out Christmas cards to all of our family, and it says, come on, peace on earth, or whatever it is, but there's usually peace somewhere in it. We, we have uh, Christmas ornaments that we hang on our Christmas tree, and they'll have peace on it, but the truth is if most of us were really honest, we would look into ourselves and we'd say, what is peace? Because in the middle of all of this, the truth is, is that Christmas brings up a lot of heartache for a lot of people. They say statistically, during the uh, Christmas season, there are more suicides committed than any other time of the year. Why is that? It's because people realize that there's something missing in their life. There's something void in their life. It's not there. They, They talk about it. They sing songs about it. You walk out the door. You put on a smile. You act happy. You, you, you act like you have it all together. But the truth is, is that on the inside, there's this inner turmoil, and you can't seem to get peace. You don't know where to find it. You don't know where to look for it. You you talk about it, but you don't have it at all. What is peace? My uh, dad was talking to a uh, a very wealthy uh, businessman one day. He was uh, they were out just kind of uh, having a good conversation and talking about uh, you know life and and I mean this guy had uh, he had a, a ton of wealth. He he was he was very well off. I mean could buy anything he wanted. You know one of the come on those people that you kind of look at a little bit in disgust, you know, you, you, you buy anything you want, and, and my dad looked at him and, and asked him a question, you know, just out of curiosity, kind of to see what, would he, what he would say, and he asked him, he said, sir, uh, I'd just like to ask you a question, if you could buy anything right now, what would it be? And the man, without flinching, looked at him and said, that's easy, I'd buy peace, and turned around and walked away. 
And my dad realized in that moment that here a man was that seemed to have everything. He said, according to the world, he had it all together. He had, he had, he had money. He had, he had, pl- he had uh, plenty of, uh, in, in business world, he had plenty of clout. But the truth is that there was something lacking on the inside of him, and it was peace. It, there was no peace in his life. There was no peace in his family. There was no peace. He just wants peace. But what is peace? You know, I think that a lot of us don't really know what peace is. I don't think we know, really, know what peace is. The other day, um, because here's the thing is that I think that we define peace wrong. I think we've defined it wrong. You know, the, uh, the other day I was, um, I was getting ready to uh, leave the uh, house and I had to run some errands. And um, I, I needed a specific piece of mail to be able to run these errands, right? I, I, didn't, I didn't know what it was, but, uh, but I, knew that, I knew what it contained. And I said, honey, I, I, I can't find it. I went in. She was getting dressed. I said, uh, uh, honey, I, I can't find it. Where, where is this piece of mail? She said, it's in the closet. It's in, the, it's in our pantry closet. And I said, okay. So I walk in there, and I'm looking. And I'm searching. And I'm looking. Come on, anybody really? I, and I'm searching. And, I, and I'm pulling things out, and I'm looking through here, and I'm going through everything that I know to look. I, I can't find it. So I go back, uh, but number one, A, because I'm a man, right? I can't find anything, right? And, uh, and anyways, but so I go in there, and I say, honey, I can't, I can't find it. I don't know where it's at. I, I, I don't know. And so she, out of frustration, stops fixing her hair and walks into the pantry and goes in and within a couple of seconds puts her hands right on it. Right? The thing is, is that the reason why I couldn't find it is because I didn't know what it looked like. The reason why I couldn't find it was not because it wasn't there. It's because I didn't know what I was looking for. And I think a lot of people have defined peace in the wrong way, and they don't understand it because they seem like, I can never find peace. I can never get peace because they don't know what they're looking for uh, all along. They don't know what it looks like. Even if peace came along, they wouldn't know what it looked like at all because we've defined it in the wrong way. What is peace? Well, here's... I think, I think in order for us to really understand what peace is, we must first understand what peace isn't. We must understand what peace isn't. The, the first thing you need to understand that peace isn't a feeling that comes and goes. It's not a feeling that comes and goes. I, I, know, I know that we like, we like peaceful moments. Come on, we all like a peaceful moment. But the truth is, is that it is not a feeling that, that, you, that you get every now and then. It's not a, a feeling that you only get on vacation. Come on, amen. When you're sitting on a beach drinking a glass of cold water, there's no, there, that's, that's a peaceful moment, but that's not peace. You understand, uh, 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 peace is not when Friday finally hits and it strikes 5 o'clock and you get, you're, you're off for the weekend. That, that, sometimes that's what peace, people think that peace is. It's just a, a moment. It's a, it's a time period. It's a, it, it's, it's a feeling that comes and goes. And that's why when you look at Facebook, you see people's emotions all over the place. And they're, uh, they seem bipolar because they're up today and down tomorrow. And they're up today and down tomorrow. And the truth is, is that they feel like fi- their feelings or peace. Peace is a feeling that can come and go. It's not a feeling that comes and goes. Peace is not that at all. And if you live your life that way, you will always be controlled by your emotions. This is something that I have to teach my kids. My daughter is a very uh, passionate person. 
And uh, she she is uh, she's a typical uh, girl, you know, so she can uh, be very emotional at times. And uh, and one day she came in and I don't know what was going on. You ever have a girl just start crying for no reason? And you, you don't as a man, you go, well, what's wrong? And they go, I don't know. And you're like, what do you mean you don't know? You're crying. What's going on? You're, I don't know what's going on. And my daughter was having a full-on, like, breakdown, just crying and, 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 and just having all the... And I finally looked at her, and I, I did something, and I, I grabbed her by the hands, and I said, Braley, say with me, I will control my emotions. My emotions won't control me. And she said, <laughs> you know, she's got that whole thing. And she says it out loud. And I say, listen, I want you to say it again. I will control my emotions. My emotions will not control me. And she began to say it. And as she said it, guess what? She began to get her emotions under control. Because I want my daughter to understand that peace is something that, that doesn't, it's not a feeling that comes and goes. That's not the way that it works. You can control your emotions if you would learn to control the way that you act. When emotions come out of nowhere. Amen. The second thing peace isn't. It's not wealth and fame. It's not wealth and fame. I know that a lot of us like to believe that. We think, we think that, well, if I could just get some more money, if I could just have a, 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 little, more, uh, a, a little more money in my, uh, in my bank account, I know then I would finally have peace because then the stress of the bills wouldn't be on me and I wouldn't have, uh, I wouldn't have all, of this, uh, the, uh, all this pressure and all of these things. The truth is, is that if you made more money, you would probably spend more money and therefore you would, be, uh, you would still not find peace because it, it, it it's not found in wealth at all. You know, I, I was, uh, we were watching the news the other day, and there was another tragic thing of, a, 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 of a, some famous person who had overdosed on drugs. And my daughter looked at me, and she asked me the question. She said, uh, Dad, I, I don't understand. Why did they do that? And this has come up a lot of times because really when you begin to go through and you, you, you look at famous people, you'll see that this is a lot. This happens a lot. And, you know, because you got Elvis and you got all of these different guys. And, and she goes, I don't understand why that is. And I said, honey, it's very simple. It's because peace is not found in wealth and fame. You have to understand that, that you're, in your current circumstance, you have to learn to find peace where you are. Because it's not on the other side. It's not on, it's not on the, the, the grass isn't greener over here. Well, when if, if I had more money, then I would have more peace. And the truth is, is that you're living in a, a fairy tale. The third thing, peace isn't. It's not a lack of conflict. This is the number one way people would describe peace. Is it's a lack of conflict. Come on. Uh, in, in your marriage, how many of you like it when you got go, go through peaceful times in your marriage? Amen. Uh, there's, there's people that like going through. Uh, you, you love it. I love periods where there's no conflict. But the truth is, is that peace is not a lack of conflict. This is the number one way people describe it. But the truth is, is that in the 3,500 years of secular recorded history. Now, there's over 6,000 years in biblical history. But in the 3,500 years of se- over. 3500 years of secular recorded history there have been uh, there have been 14,350 wars that's a lot of wars right and in that in in those world wars 3.6 billion have given their life 3.6 
billion have given their life. There's been over 8,000 peace treaties signed. And you know how many of those have actually lived up to uh, 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 bringing peace? Absolutely none. The reason why is, is because peace is not a lack of conflict. That We live in a world that's full of conflict. We have conflict all around us. Come on, we got Democrats against Republicans, right? We got husbands against wives. We got kids against parents. The truth is, is that conflict is all around us. We're living in a world full of conflict. And so if you're waiting for, uh, 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 to have peace because of a lack of conflict, let me just tell you, friend, you're going to be waiting a long time. Right? You're going to be waiting a long time. If you, if you think that one day, uh, we had one person that, that uh, me and Crystal had an argument. And, you know, I, I just call it uh, pas- passionately discussing. Uh, we were passionately discussing something in front of somebody. And, and this, this girl broke down crying and said, and Crystal goes, well, what's going on? And she goes, well, if you, if you fight, then where's the hope in my marriage? And the truth is, is that finally Crystal looked at her and said, listen, you think that we don't argue? You think that we don't fight? You don't think that we passionately discuss things? The truth is, is that we all do that. And there's going to be, if you think that one day uh, when when we've been married for 30 years, we'll never have any arguments, we'll never have anything going on, everything will be perfect, we'll live in our dream world. The truth is, is you're going to be waiting and you're going to be sadly disappointed when you reach 35 years and understand that your wife still knows how to push every button you got to make you mad. Right? Because peace is not a lack of conflict. It's not a lack of conflict. There's always, we live in a world where there will always be push and pull. There will always be push and and pull. There will always be conflict. There's a lot of times in your life where you, you'll have everything going right in one area and everything going wrong in another. It's just the way it is. Right? So what is peace? I love the way the Bible describes peace, and I think that's where we should find peace. But the, the Bible, uh, the, the, the biblical description of peace, it defines peace as this. It's shalom. Now, most of us know, uh, we've heard the word shalom, right? You, you, you know it's a Jewish greeting. It's a Jew, when people, Jewish people say goodbye, they say hello, they say shalom, right? But what does it really mean? Shalom means this. It means safety, wellness, joy, health, prosperity, favor. All is well to be completely whole. Come on, that's, that's, that's a good definition of peace. It literally means this, nothing missing, nothing broken. Right? So, so that's the biblical definition of peace. So we know what peace is, but what, where, where do I find peace? The, the, here's three facts about peace, okay? The first thing that you need to understand about peace is, is peace is not a circumstance. Peace is a person, and his name is Jesus. It's not a circumstance, it's a person, and his name is Jesus. Read, uh, let's read Isaiah 9, 6 through 7. 9, 6 and 7, it says this. For unto us a child is born, unto us a son is given, and the government will be upon his shoulders, and his name will be called Wonderful, Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, come on, Prince of Peace, Amen. 
of the increase of his government and peace, there will be no end upon the throne of David and over his kingdom to order and establish his judgment and justice from that time forward, even forever, the zeal of the Lord of hosts will perform this. Amen. The truth is, is that we understand that we have to understand that Jesus is he is called the Prince of Peace. It is a person. He is he is it. And when we're looking for peace, we know that we can find it in him. I love the Jesus because here he is and, and we look through the Bible and we'll understand something that Jesus went about doing good and healing all that were oppressed of the devil. What is that saying? It's saying this, that everywhere Jesus went, he brought peace into the situation that he would go into a funeral and he would bring peace into that situation he would go into an uh, 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 he would go into uh, whatever the circumstance and somebody would need healing and Jesus would bring uh, peace to that chaos he it was always bringing peace because he was the prince of peace that's what he was about he always brought peace to the chaos but I know what a lot of you are looking at me right now and you say Brian um, I understand that's good. That's that. Yeah, you got it. It's in the Bible. I get that. But I'm a Christian, and I will tell you right now that there are some areas in my life that I don't have peace. I, I have Jesus as my Savior. I believe that I'm going to heaven. But the truth is, is there's. I look at my life, and there's some areas in my life that I don't have peace in. Now, I would ask you this question, friend: Are those areas of your life that are lacking peace? Your family, your finances, your job, your home, whatever it is, are those areas completely surrendered to Jesus? See, I think a lot of us would say, yeah, Jesus is the Lord of my life. But the truth is, is that most of us live and we compartmentalize everything. Come on, we have church life. Don't act like you don't know. You have church life and then you got home life. You got the way you act at church, and then you got the way that you act at home. You got the way that you act at work. You got the way that you act when you're out in public. You got the, you, we have all these compartments, and the question is, is does Jesus have your whole life, not just part of it? See, the thing is, is that when you begin to submit your entire life to the lordship of Jesus, you would understand that he, he will begin to come in. And will you have conflict? And will you have things arise? And will you have all of these circumstances that hit you? Absolutely you will. But when you understand that you have submitted your entire life to Jesus and his lordship, all of a sudden peace begins to come in. And when circumstances hit you on the left and on the right, you have a peace that nobody else can explain. Is your life, every part of your life, completely surrendered to Jesus? The second thing you've got to understand about peace is you need to understand that peace is a gift. Peace is a gift. John 14, 27 says it this. Peace, my, uh, peace I leave with you. My peace I give. Come on, say give. To you. Not as the world gives, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Come on, let's read it again. Peace I leave with you, my peace I give to you. Not as the world gives, let not your heart be troubled, neither let it be afraid. Now here Jesus is talking and he's saying, listen, I am giving you a gift called peace. Not like you're going to find in the world, but I'm giving you a gift called peace. Now, uh, I wonder if Jesus has given us the gift of peace, then why are we not walking more in it? 
Have you ever had a, have you ever had it in your, in your, we're getting ready for Christmas. Do you have people in your family that are bad gift givers? Anybody got, you know, come on, you, you got to have the socks and underwear lady, right? You got to have that. Like, and they're not even underwear that you like. It's like tidy whities that I don't even, what, like Fruit of the Loon got the red and blue. I, I don't even wear those. Like, that's not my, that's not my brand. That's not my style. I'm 36 years old. I got a specific thing that I like, you know, that's just the way it works. And, 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 but we all have, come on, you got bad gift givers, and sometimes you get a gift, and you're like, man, this is, what in the world am, re-gift? <laughs> I'm going to pass this horrible gift on to somebody else. Truth is, is that we all have bad gift givers, but do you also have in your family a bad gift receiver? Uh, you know, you know what I'm talking about. They're actually bad at receiving. I have an aunt who is a wonderful lady. She is so sweet. Uh, she is incredible. And, and, and when she shows up for Christmas, you know, like I mean, her car is packed. I, I, I mean, completely full. There's there's presents all in the back seat. There's pre- presents in the trunk. She's got them in the front seat. She's got. I mean, she is loaded down with gifts. Gifts for everybody. I'm sitting here and I'm like. You know, you don't need to get everybody everything that they want. You know, you can leave something on the list for somebody else. But but she just loves to give gifts. But here's the thing, is that when you try to give her something, it is completely, she goes, what, no, I'm not going to take that. One time I I, I, I tried to give my, uh, my give her something because I wanted to be a blessing. She'd, she'd blessed me for so long. I wanted to be a blessing to her. And so I get her something and she goes, Brian, you shouldn't have done that. And I said, uh, no, I, I wanted to get this for you. you got to understand, I love you and I appreciate all you did. I wanted to get this. No, I'm, I'm not going to take it. And she kept giving it back to me. And I'm like, I don't want it. Take it. And guess what happens? It ends up in the car. And I'm going home and I'm unloading the car. And I realize that she had put the gift back in the car. She would not take it. Because she was a bad gift receiver. I think a lot of times that here Jesus is, he's saying, my gift, I give you a gift of peace. And a lot of us are not receiving what Jesus is already trying to give us. That we say, oh, you don't understand, Jesus. I got issues. I got problems. You don't know my wife. You don't know my family. And he's trying to give you peace. He's constantly trying to hand it to you. And we're saying, no, you don't understand. And we're shoving it back at him. I want you to understand that peace is a gift that Jesus has given you. It's not something that you earn. It's something Something that he is freely given. It's a gift. How do you take a gift? You receive it and you say thank you. Right? You just say, all right, thanks, I appreciate it. Don't be a bad gift receiver. Start receiving it and saying, thank you, Jesus, that you've given me peace. We thank Him for grace. Let's start thanking Him for peace. Amen? The last thing, and I'm done. So if we know the Prince of Peace, if you're a Christian and you know the Prince of Peace, and if you understand that He has paid the price to give you a gift of peace, then you must also understand this. 
that you are called to be a carrier of peace. You're called to be a carrier of peace. I love it in Mark 4. Uh, there's a, just for time's sake, I'm not going to read the whole thing to you, but, but Jesus and the disciples are heading across uh, uh, the, uh, the, uh, the lake, and they're, they're on their way, and they're, they're, you know, they're riding along, and Jesus is wore out. Crystal kind of talked about this a little bit. Jesus is tired, so he goes in uh, the bow of the ship, and he's asleep on a pillow. And it says, all of a sudden, the storm arises. And here fishermen are, and they're, they're in this, and the boat is being tossed to, I mean, like it is being tossed around so much so that they are really honestly worried about this boat breaking apart, and they think, we're going down. Like, we're going to die. And they, they, they're, they're doing everything in their own strength. They're doing everything in their own power to try to figure out how are we going to get the, how are we going to make it. And finally, out of, out of a desperation, they go, into the, they go into the bow of the ship because Jesus is still just chilling, sleeping, not worried. And they say, Jesus, do you not even care that we perish? Wake up and do something. It says that Jesus woke up, kind of walks out. I get a picture of him. He's like wiping his eyes a little bit, you know. Walks out onto the bow of the ship, and he says something. He says, peace, be still. And I could just see the disciples like, really? Like, what? What? And all of a sudden it says the wind and the waves went still. And I, I know Jesus is like, man, that's, that's pretty bad. You know, like, but he turns to the disciples and he says this. He goes, oh, ye of little faith. What? What? Oh, ye of little faith. Why would Jesus talk to the disciples and say, Oh, ye of little faith? Why would he say something like that unless he knew something that the disciples had forgotten? That just as he was able to stand on the bow of a ship and say, Peace be still, that he had given them the authority to do exactly the same thing. That they could have stood on the bow of the ship and while the wind and the waves pounded against the boat, they could stand there and say, I command you in the name of Jesus, peace be still. And the same thing would have happened. See, a lot of us don't understand that Jesus has called you to be a carrier of peace. He hasn't called you just to sit back and worry about everything and the storm that's going around you. He has called you to carry peace into every circumstance. Some of you need to go home and you need to stand on the bow of your ship in the middle of your storm and say, I command you in the name of Jesus. I command peace to my family. I command peace to my workplace. I command peace. Be still. Because peace isn't a lack of conflict. It's not wealth, fame. It's not a feeling that comes and goes. It's a person. His name is Jesus. He's given you the gift 
of peace. And you are a carrier of it everywhere you go. So you got to understand something. The other day I was sitting in the I was sitting in the house and it was cold. You ever get kind of like a chill on you? And I was like, man, I was a little cold. I'm and I didn't sit there and go, I wonder what the temperature is. I did look whenever I went over, I, I looked at the temperature and it, it had dropped down and it was pretty pretty chilly. But I did something about it. I just pushed the air, come on, to the temperature that I wanted it to be at. And what you have to understand is that a lot of you live your life acting like a thermometer when God has called you to be a thermostat. See, thermometers tell you the temperature of the room, but thermostats change the temperature of the room. Thermometers are really good at telling you everything that's wrong, but thermostats are good at changing what's wrong. And you have to get on the inside of you, church, that God has not called you to be a thermometer, but when you walk into every place, you understand that I am a carrier of peace and I have authority over storms and there may be conflict uh, stirring all around me and things going wrong all around me, but I can stand on the bow of this ship and I can declare peace be still.